קומפיוטר, רגע. וואלקאם. To take us we need to laugh a little bit Modi not That's just the to way laugh and laugh and to yes well, anyway so uh, we have Modi Modi and you know we are in Tel Aviv now Modi Tipi I know here. it's amazing Tipi yes. is here for two months I came yesterday we didn't sit like this for two months two now months. it's the first now time. We are, yes. very exciting okay now <laughs> and just tell him also and that I, we are from Tel Aviv yeah. we grew up in the same neighborhood which is Dizingoff Square he called yeah. Dizingoff Square Dizingoff Square, we grew up there, both of us, so we are uh, the square girls, whatever. No, so we have, and we have you, Modi, um, can you tell Just us a about, tell, Wait tell a second, us Modi, you know, do you know Yiddish, Modi? Of course. Yes. Because is, yesterday I found out uh, that Tzuzamen, which is togetherness, it's in German, and I was told that if you say it in Yiddish, it's Tzuzamen. It's Tzizamen or Tzuzamen, depending where you're from. So where are you Hungarian, from? If you're Hungarian, it's Tzizamen. Ah, so if you're I'm from Hungarian. Poland, it's Tzuzamen. And she, uh, so... Oh, Moya Shlichna, so my mother is from Poland. So she's Tzuzamen and I'm Tzizamen. So what do we do now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> know. Stuck. Everything is okay. As long as we are together. Before we even yes. introduce you, just to tell you, everything is fine. You don't we... have to introduce Modi. Everybody no, knows no, no, Modi. No, 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 no. You oh, have to yes. give the respect. My, my mother didn't know, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, maybe she did. Oh, she did. But, but you know that I, I saw Waiting for Godoy in Yiddish in New York. Oh, really? Yes, which is fantastic. It's our kibitzen. Yeah. He's coming, he's not coming, he's coming, he's not coming at the tango, though he's coming. It was unbelievable. And the a little few years boy, ago, a few years ago, do you mind if I talk or is it just you two? Oh, we forgot. I wasn't yeah. sure you have a guest on. I mean, you know, I'm sure they've Marty, heard your story 5,000. You, okay. you can talk whenever you want, just break him. Yeah, just, just you know, that we, we just do. like to chat, that's all. Yes. Okay, so I once did... Go. I once did a movie called Waiting for Woody Allen. Ah, it was right. based off of Waiting for Godot. It was yeah. two Hasidic guys in, a, uh, in uh, Central Park waiting for Woody Allen. It was very, it was very cute. It won the LA, film, the LA Short Film Festival in 2004. But It's it was brilliant. a takeoff of on Waiting for Godot, but it was Waiting for Woody Allen. It's very funny. Yeah. Ah, but it's the same is... theme? And what um, happened at the end? A what? What happened at the end? At the end, he didn't come. And uh, they were, it was kind of a sad movie, but it was played oh. very well. It was the first time I played a Hasidic guy and I played it very on character. So that was, uh, I guess, why it, was, it won the festival. And, uh, and the other guy I got to play the role with me was, um, was a, uh, he, he's not an actor or a comedian, but he looks just like Woody Allen. I don't know if you guys do special effects with this. Uh, no, with no, your, no, 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 but if you no. did, if you put up a picture of me and him on that, uh, you would see it. Let me see if I can find one that would help. Let's go special uh, effect that we could just do an insert, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right. an insert, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting. So you're waiting for him and you miss the You miss it. It never came. Uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, there were two Hasidic guys who wanted to get into movies. And they had a camera and they were like, they were these like Nebuchadnezzar guys. And But you they, know, um, the Hasidic guys can do the Messiah because it's exactly like Godot. Nobody shows up. So they uh -huh. have the Jewish version of yes. the Messiah. Yes. No, but the, the Mashiach will show up. It's just not uh, here. Godot here's the picture. Too. Hold Godot on. Let me see too. if I can find this. You Hold know on. Let me see if I can I open always... here's, here's the picture. Look, here's the picture. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. okay. This is so oh. cute. So that was... Yeah. Nice. You know that nice. So you're in Tel Aviv. Let me take control of this interview because it's going to go nowhere otherwise. Yeah, so you're right. in Tel Aviv. That's amazing. And you both grew up right by uh, Dizengoff Center. 
Yeah, I guess when square. the agam, when they, they had that big agam, uh, right, yes, agam. very, very yeah. nice. People it. watching this should know Tel Aviv is absolutely a gorgeous place and has beautiful architecture. If you see the yes. picture behind them, it's a right. Bauhaus. Yes. It's a Bauhaus uh, um, architecture, which is which is sprinkled all over Tel Aviv. And it's amazing. Tel Aviv has, I think, the most Bauhaus building outside of Germany, of course, right. and they won the support of the Bauhaus committee. So all of the buildings of the Bauhaus were re, uh, no, they redid it and it's gorgeous yeah. everywhere. But you know, my Renovated, yeah. Berlin and the building I grew up, you know, yeah. on Square Dinnikov, it is also Bauhaus. No, so most of the buildings, nice. yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. it's beautiful. But yeah, it's, it's amazing when you walk around Tel Aviv, you see you see these buildings because I grew up in Tel Aviv. I didn't grow up. I was born in Tel Aviv, but I would go back every summer uh, vacations. My grandparents li lived there throughout. One of my grandparents lived where? right by the hospital where I was born, which is Betcholim Hasuta. Ah, which is yeah, right, Jabotinsky, exactly. And so they had a, they had an apartment there, and my other grandmother was on. Uh, First apartment I remember she lived in was on uh, Ishayao um, yeah. by Nordo over yeah, there. Yeah. And the second yeah. one was on um, Dubnov, Dubnov yeah. by oh, the park oh, across Dubnov from the Bima. Yeah. This yeah. is the chocolate people, chocolate. This is the rich people. We're now at the Hilton Hotel, which is my home in Tel Aviv. So it's okay. right between Jabotinsky and Nordo. So, you know, we are right there. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. So, your so when you walk around Tel Aviv, what's amazing is you see all these old old buildings and like some of them are, are re renovated so you're walking by and you see this glass and yes. gorgeous and amazing lighting yeah. and all kinds yeah. of beautiful and a parking space and the letter and then next to it is a building that was from 1948 right you see yeah. uh it's like a dump and it's really strange but um it's a it's a fun city to be in it's not the most fun to city to be in when you're in the summer but in uh, but it's, okay. it's, it's very hot it's very hot but you know now everything is with air condition not like when we grew up and it was like you couldn't breathe and three o'clock in the morning you walked in the street to look for air you know so it's much better now right but, but you know i, I remember have... one summer i remember one summer i stayed i must have been this must have been 1980 and my uncle took my grandmother's apartment, the one on Ishayao, and he put one of those air conditioning units outside. So it had the, the split unit, the split yes, unit. Yes, yes. And so it was one of the first ones that was up there. So our apartment had amazing air conditioning and it was the summer, it was a thousand degrees. I was in, um, whatever, I was there for the summer and I was using the air conditioning, but the Unlike in New York, when you have the zoning laws and where you can put it, he had it outside the window. So one of those massive Mitsubishi, um, and it was in the neighbor's window. Now it was a thousand degrees outside. So the, this was on. We were sleeping because we had nice air conditioning and the neighbor was screaming because it was too loud. So I said to the neighbor across the thing, I go, look, it's a thousand degrees out. If this is off, both of us aren't going to sleep. This is on. At least I'm going to sleep. Unbelievable. And they didn't like the story. They didn't like so your so you your grandparents were from Poland. My grandparents were from Russia, Poland, okay. Romania, that whole ah. little area. Okay, and they all uh came right before the war. Ah, okay. They all came okay. right before the war. Uh my grandma, I still have the papers of her um citizenship papers when she came it says palestine and the whole thing and uh very um they came there and they they moved to tel aviv and my parents were born in israel ah, like wow. my parents and so was i and so was i my parents yeah. were born in tel aviv yes. you're, you're lucky yeah. you're resourcing because my parents no one were born in berlin and the other one poland so i am like an immigrant but Child. you know, I wonder, I have to tell you a very, very interesting story that has to do with all the, the, the Jabotinsky street and all the streets that are come out from uh, the Hilton uh, Hotel. I had a good friend in New York, um, uh, Bronca Weintraub. Her husband, they're both deceased. Her husband, Jacob Weintraub, was a very big art dealer who had a very big um, 
uh, art gallery in Madison Avenue. He was the art dealer for Henry Moore, for Botero. And she was from the gang of Jabotinsky and Begging. And her husband, Stavsky, that they oh. were all together. They ran away, you know, with the partisans. And uh, they came to Israel. And Stavsky was one of the three that were accused in the murder of Achlozorov. Okay. And uh, so they put them in the jail in Jaffa. And Jabotinsky and Begin smuggled them to New York. And then Begin asked him to bring Altalena. And uh, when he brought Altalena, he got killed. When, they, when Ben Gurion commanded uh, and Rabin, uh, late Rabin, uh, executed the the order to shoot at Altalena so the Israeli army won't be divided and he got killed. And she was very upset and couldn't come to Israel for a long time. And they asked that they begged her to come to Israel and she was very friendly with uh, Menachem Begin and Kadisha with all the Likud people. And then eventually when Aliza Begin passed away, Jacob donated a whole garden of uh, sculptures to a Safarofe hospital. Anyway, they used to come to Israel and stay at Hilton. And they were crazy people and they used to drive everybody nuts upstairs. So they always asked me, Tzili, do me a favor, just come together from New York and cover it because we're going crazy. So one day Bronka says to me, Tzutzka, she used to call me Tzutzka, Tzutzka, how do I need to buy a gift for birthday party? How do I get to Dizengoff? So I said, Arlozorov, you just take from the, the hotel. Arlozorov, you get to Dizengoff. She said, no, 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 Arlozorov, no, Arlozorov. I said, okay, 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 so take Ben Gurion. She said, no, 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 Ben Gurion, no, Ben. And then I said, Jabotinsky, Jabotinsky, you have Jabotinsky, go with Jabotinsky. She never got to Dizengoff, but it's the only person on earth, this was the history of her life, the three streets that come from the Hilton to Dizengoff. It was unbelievable. She never got to Dizingo. Never got. So to we cannot really get away from our history, right? Absolutely not. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. not. But it, I think it's amazing. You actually, you know, bring a lot of, um, in a way, history into your mices, into your stories, into your stand-up. Yeah. Right. I think so. When I listen to what you know, I listen to some of your shows. Uh, it it really brings up some of the humor that I grew up. Well, it's uh, it's it's observational humor, and it's being observed yes. by a person who is a little yes. bit Israeli like you, a little bit Jewish New Yorker like you, yes. a little bit um, uh, more like you. So it's that that's why it rings in your uh, it rings to you in a different way that would ring to somebody who's not Jewish from Alabama. Have you? They ever would get the joke. In Israel, but... Modi. Huh? Have you ever performed in Israel? Sure. Uh, yeah, of course. Sure. And how I did performed they... in. It was amazing. Uh, I performed for what's called the Anglo community. Okay. So the Americans that moved, all the Americans that wanted to do Aliyah and it was so important to them and, you know, to move to Israel, when, as soon as they find that there's a comedian performing in English, they, they run. They can't wait to not hear Hebrew. So, uh, so we, we do shows and um, I've done a Kator and it's uh, usually Yerushalayim, Bet Shemesh, Modi'in, Tel Aviv and Zichon uh, Yaakov and wow. where, where, Ranana, Ranana, where all the right. Americans live. Yes, right. So it's, and I was supposed to be there last Sukkot. I might be there this Sukkot. And um, I love performing in Israel. It's my, and then a lot of private parties brought me in, people who did right. some events, like uh, an 80th birthday for a grandfather. They brought the whole family in, and the grandfather's a big fan, so they brought me in. And uh, Israelis are a great audience. They're yes, very they're active. Very the best. They're very, very engaged active. also. But very you know, engaged, very. very. Engaged. But you spoke about, you uh, described the, the Godot in Yiddish in the park, and automatically you had a little bit of Jackie Mason. And yesterday we lost Jackie Mason. And uh, I remember, yeah. and I remember the, the headlines in the New York Times, they, they spoke about you, that you carrying the torch of Jackie Mason. So now you are the new one. Yeah, yeah you're the, the, new, new the new king, right. It's a new, uh, Alava, it's yeah. The it's, new it's, king, it's, the new yeah. king. So then, tell me, are you a Jewish comedian or a comedian who is Jewish? I am a, there's many comedians that are Jewish. I'm a Jewish comedian. 
Okay, because Seinfeld so, is not really a Jewish comedian. No, right? there's many comedians that are uh, that are are Jewish, but it's not a part of their. Yeah. It's not what they they don't wear it the way I wear it. They don't, uh, you know, they, their their observation is not through the Jewish eyes. You know, it's funny. I was I was having this conversation on another podcast where. They said, you know, back in the day in 1984, I believe it was when Jackie Mason had his uh, his Broadway show, which ran for three years. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yes. It was it was I remember we used to go see it once a month. We used to drive in from Long Island, see it once a month. And when we weren't seeing it, we were listening to it on a cassette tape in the car. We couldn't get enough of it. It was it was basically it was. the view of the world through a Jewish man's eyes and Jewish, you know, and, and now I feel like, like I'm doing that as well. The view of the world, observational humor through some Jewish, but the Jewish voice has changed. It's not, it's no longer the, it's no longer the old guy talking like this. I came from the old country. Yeah. I thought, now the Jewish voice is, <clears throat> A strong Israeli, a Hasidic community that's that's huge, you know. Um, you have the Sephardic, Ashkenazi, Syrian Jews. You have there's a there's a big uh, there's a different there's type so of many. a Jewish there's voice. So now. many, yeah, yeah. But do you? So many, you know, so- this week, this week, this week, I performed for the Syrian community in Deal, and then Saturday night I performed for. Um, the West Hampton Chabad, which was an amazing show. It's this little synagogue with thousands of members, not uh, hundreds of members. The show was outside. It was such a great vibe. You know, you'd think it's such rich Jews out in in West Hampton, but they have this really humble, humble synagogue and they love it. You have these multi-billionaires riding a $50 bike from Walmart to the synagogue. Their rabbi's amazing, Eli Puppik. Um, Popak, Eli Popak, and uh, and it's, it was a, such a fun event, but it just shows you the diversity of the Jewish community. But do you, you do you have adaptation by the definition of the community, like the Syrian and the Chabad? Do you do the same or a little bit different? You know, my, my my motto and the tour I have coming up, I call it "Know Your Audience." You have to be able to play to your audience. Yeah. You know, so you adjust the wording of the of the material, and this way you can it, it, they understand it more. Is it easier for you to bond bond with the audience because, in a way, uh, your your comedy or your material you care very much about it. You very know? much, of course, you yeah. Care. Like for example, other comedians, they, they they range. I don't know if they care about every you know everything that they were they are presenting, but in being a Jewish com- comedian, somehow I don't know how to verbalize it, but it's have to come from really being somebody who really care about the you material. You take it personally. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's I I do. It's it's my job. It's my career. It's my passion. It's a calling. It's a calling. So I do take it very, very seriously, um, and uh, and that helps. It helps. Uh, it helps you do a better job. But I want to go back to Jackie, with all due respect, because there's something. There's a void that um, that got empty now. Told, and as the now. one who's supposed to carry the torch, how do you feel about it? I, I can't wait. I, you know, it's funny. It's, it's really, I was so happy that I had a show the night he died. Oh, I, wow. I was so happy. I found out um, about an hour and a half before I went on stage. And it was like, you know, first your heart drops. Right. And uh, I don't know if you know, I, he, I, I put it in my Instagram, but he came to see me, I think in 2018, he came to see a full show of mine. And I was it, there. I was there. Was, I saw him. I was there. Yeah. At Stand Up New York on the Upper West Side. Yes. On the Upper yes, West yes, Side. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. Do you know what kind of a mental mind? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the next word and to that. He loved it. He loved, he loved it. it. I watched the whole yeah, show. I, I watched him. I was supposed to do a half hour. I did 45 minutes just to see 
his reaction to my material. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I remember afterwards, Danny, Donnie, the guy who yeah. owns the club, said to him, Mr. Mason, do you know that the New York Times wrote that Modi is the next Jackie Mason? And he said, but I'm still alive. <laughs> so it was very okay. Okay. Are you going to use some but of his material? No, you don't use other comedians' materials. You, you oh, come I, I, tell you, I have to tell you something personal, which is, which is bittersweet. You know, Jackie and Leon, my late husband, had a love-hate relations. Leon used to be his lawyer when he was young, and then they fought, and then they, uh, Leon asked him to leave, and then, you know, he always came on Leon's show, but Leon loved his material, and he, we heard it nonstop. When Leon was sick and he was in coma, I used to let him listen to many things, things that he would recognize. So, and I always, I always tested him to see what he would recognize more or you know and I of course I put all Jackie stuff and then Leon woke up and I tested him all the time to see how much he's back how much he's back how much he's back and I used to put Jackie stuff and Leon used to crack you know laughing 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 and then one day he realized it was Jackie so he says to me this is Jackie shut it off <laughs> I don't want to hear really it. and I said oh he got much better <laughs> You will intrigue me now because you say that uh, stand-up comics don't uh, take other people's material. No, you don't no, you, you don't take other people's stealing no. they sue each other for that. It's, it's, they, I don't know you can't really you can sue you I don't know if you can sue, but it's first of all, you don't want it to ever find out that somebody took your material or you took theirs, you know it's There's no originality to it. There's, this, there's a premise. There's a premise. You can have a premise that's the right. same. Yes. Starbucks yes. coffee. So Jackie Mason said it was burnt coffee. Right. That was his thing. And then other people have other things at Starbucks, the way they named, the, how the names are, how the name is written on the side. There's, there's premises, and then there's you know, the actual the taglines and the, and the, and the, the punchlines. So you... You can't. You don't, you don't take <clears throat> material from others. I think that Jackie himself had a problem with Vegas because of if a problem like this, and he could never go back there. They, you cannot take from anybody. That's really you interesting because, you know, because it's, it's really original material. It's like, like a play. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's intellectual property. Yeah, it's intellectual yeah, but property. All people, but you see, but a play, many people recreate it on stage. They don't change the text, but the play yes, but they pay for it. But they pay, even if a high school does, even if a high school does fiddler on the roof, they have to pay royalties to exactly so different. Somebody can take your lines and pay royalties. They have to ask me. If you have a play that you want, you have to ask permission, you have to pay, you have to get the rights, you have to get the permission to do it. There's a process of doing it. You cannot yeah. just take a, a sentence from Shakespeare and use it in a Hanukkah Levine's play. You It's even more than that. You know, when you do a comedy club, you know, at the comedy cellar, at the comedy cellar downtown, when you walk in, they take your phone. They take your phone, they put it in a bag, and you can't use it. Because if you're sitting there and you're taping, um, you're taping material, and then you put it on your social media, Let's say somebody tapes a half hour of my comedy. They put it on their YouTube channel and they're getting, uh, you know, the payments from YouTube when they, it does the commercial. He's taking my material. He's producing a show. It's, it's stealing. It's 100% stealing. So, yeah. so, it's, so you know, uh, we always say that uh, when we write or, uh, or we perform, we would like to take the audience somewhere else. You know, to take them from where they are and move them either to a new idea or to realize a new emotion that, that they didn't realize they have in them. Is it more effective to reach and take people somewhere else through stand-up or through tragedy? Or do you see any difference? What well, if they're invited? coming to a comedy club, they're looking to be moved through comedy. If they're going to go see a movie about the Shoah, about the Holocaust, they're going to be looking to be moved through, through um, uh, being uh, from through, through drama and, and tragedy and horror. So it's, 
Yeah, but the question: you know, What is more effective? In how uh, more effective in in joining, being able to join the journey of a stand-up comic or a, a, a tragic play or any other? Personally, form? I prefer it through comedy. Personally, I prefer yeah, it through true. comedy, and that's uh, what I do. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, it's funny. I every time I talk about something with the with the with with the Shoah, with the Holocaust. And I mention, and I bring it slightly even, even a slight mention to it. It's so important. You know, I once did a show in Florida. There were survivors in the audience. And I do this bit. I, I don't do it anymore, but about flying on Lufthansa. And yeah. one of the survivors said to me, you know, it's just so important that you talk about it, especially today. Do you know that, like, I can do material about um, Nazis or the trains or whatever, and there's people in the audience that don't know what I'm talking about. So if some if some young person starts to Google it and and deep dive into their internet to, to read about it, it, that that alone is just so important. Yes. What do you think about what happened to the Japanese comedian uh, in the Olympics? What happened? I don't know. Uh, they kicked him out because of old joke about the Holocaust, like from 20. He was a director oh. of the ceremony. He, he was a director yeah. of the whole ceremony. And, and he had a Holocaust joke? 20, 20 or 25 years ago, he was joking on the Holocaust. Uh, and they kicked him out. 25 years ago? 20, now they kicked him out because of what he said 20 years ago. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking either they're overprotective or over insensitive, or that 20 years ago, it wasn't the right time. Because today when you say, when you tell a joke, it's funny, but it's also, you know what to do with it and you're Jewish, you're one of us, so it's different. It's correct, different. Yeah. 100% correct. It's like yes. In the family, we make fun of each other. It's very different than from another family, from another country, but they kicked him out. Wow. They fired him. Yes. I don't know the actual uh, details. Few ago, few Last week. Last yeah. Really, I have, to look that, I have to look that up. But let, um, me another, let me ask you another question. It's a bit, I think, more. So uh, laughing, laughing, it's kind of in uh, vul uh, vulnerability. No, no, no. It's like uh, we laugh. We don't, we don't really plan it many times. It's just very natural, very... Uh, I don't know if you understand what I mean. Uh, so if you come to an audience, don't I think you have more control on the audience because laughing is something they don't control many times. It just comes out of you. Is it? You know what I mean? Or it's too vague. I, I'm not sure, but uh... say it in Hebrew, and he will translate. Say it in Hebrew. We don't control many times when we start to laugh. We find ourselves laughing and it's almost automatic. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. So so laughter is la laughter is is when a joke has uh chokma. Yeah. What is chokma? Wisdom. It's a koach shelma. You have the energy of what? Out of nowhere, something came that you weren't expecting. Oh, look, boom. Yeah. And you're laughing at it. You know, you're yeah. laughing at it. And, um, how long did it, it take you to sense the audience to know if, you, if you're going to have it like easy or it's going to be so hard to make these people laugh? How long it takes you? In two seconds, but the, the, I, I never have a fear of the audience. The audience, whatever it is, I'm ready for them. Right. It's the situation around it. So you guys came to see me at Caroline's Comedy Club. Right. It's a comedy club. People are coming in there. They know what they're coming for. Right. The you're in the comedian's home. Mm -hmm. You're in the comedian's home. You saw me do a show one time at this event for um, Let There Be Laughter for the Museum of... Uh, yeah, Anu. Anu, it's better. Better it's called Anu. Better it's better Futsot. And so now it's a neutral experience. Okay. But it it's a neutral well. experience. I'm there. You're there. The place is there. Now there's the element of food. Food right. is being served. There's music. 
they have a masach, they have a, a screen with all kinds of crap coming back and forth. People are trying to network and meet and go and come. And now my fear, my fear is that they're not going to be focused when the show starts. Sometimes the woman can go, hi, everybody, here's Modi. And everybody's standing by a different table. No one's near their seat. And now go do comedy. You can't. So you want to make sure there's sound, there's lights. This is what makes me nervous, not the audience. Whatever the audience is, as long as they're focused, I will find something to make them laugh. But if the situation doesn't allow for it, yeah. then you can't do it. It's not a singer. A singer can go up and just start singing. If they're listening, great. If not, not. But right. a comedian has to have a rapport with them. So that's when I get nervous and that's when I get, um, when there's a chance it won't work. Are you funny at home? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I mean, really? I get lines and if, by the way, if you see a, a, a person who calls themselves a, a, a comedian and they're funny off stage, like they're constantly on, I promise you on stage, they won't be funny. Very interesting. Because I know many depressed guys that are very funny at home. <laughs> and Oh, you know, so yeah. Well, I, you know, I grew in a in a family or in a culture when it was not jokes. It was what we call krechzen. Krechzen is complaining all the time. You ask a person, "How are you?" and they give you it's a like list. Like give rich. you a list of their hemorrhage, hemorrhage, and their this and their that. They were krechzen all the time. So in a way, you know, we grew in synagogues which didn't have you know, those beautiful images like in a church. In the house, we didn't have many jokes. Although when you think about it or people listen to you, there are a lot of funny elements about you know, Jewish home. Well, I mean, look, you came from a, a, a background of a Yeki, Polish background. I'm, 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 I doubt you had any laughter in your, in your growing up. Um, okay, yes, you're right. <laughs> the only thing I heard is- a, but, the only kretzen, joke, but when you krechts, when you krechts, it could be done funny. Right. So in other words, someone asks somebody else, how do you feel? And he answers, good, I don't feel. Oh, okay. You understand? So that's, that's what yeah. you get. It sounds different when it's home and it sounds different when you're in a comedy club. Because I right. know that comedy is one of the toughest things to put together. It's the really toughest. like mathematics. You the have toughest. to build it so carefully and you have it to time it so carefully. Yeah. But at the same time, you can go home and make fun of everything, but yeah. it's but it's tiring. And some people just right. have it, mainly the suffering people. Yeah, but you know that it, I teach at NYU. And one of the things that we are asked- What do you teach at NYU? I mean, the film. film, undergraduate film and television, but also in the department of writing. Oh, with the Tisch, at the Tisch School? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah, it is. But we are asked to look for students that have some, some for comedy because it's the hardest thing to find yes and, and, and then it becomes and it becomes even worse let me tell you what, what what happens so they tell students of film and they tell actors and actresses you know it'd be really good on your resume if you put in stand-up that you did stand up and you have comedy so they go out and they try to do it and they don't do it they don't have it you know and they it's la la every open mic is all actresses and actors who their agent told them do stand up so we can put that on your resume this way when they get a script they can they, they, this way when they get a script they can punch it up but it never works you yeah. have it or you don't have it you're right it's a tipus it's a tipus yeah. you can't learn it you have to tipus yeah. Yeah. yeah and we you really know? push hard for that but by the way just going back for a minute I just re recall that the only funny moment that I remember from my mother in, in a way, that she was always telling about her sister-in-law, the wife of her brother, that she's, she, when she makes love, love, she closes her eyes so she would not see her husband enjoying it. <laughs> uh. that, was, that was the only, and my mother was really so, you know, elevated by, by this whatever joke. But otherwise, otherwise you grew up in a funny house, but I didn't, so. But, you thought, but the, what's amazing is that your funny. mother associated the joke with somebody. So yes. if you do a joke like this, how come a Polish woman 
Polanya, why does she make love with her eyes closed so she shouldn't see her husband? But when you say your aunt, this woman is so miserable, she makes now you've associated with somebody, it makes it funny. So give your mother a little credit that she at least did that. I don't think she was. I don't know if you remember Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Oh, can we talk here? What was the name of the woman she had? No, she had this imaginary woman. Like I have Stacy with Nier. Right. Yeah, she yeah. had this woman. I forgot what the name was like. Um, uh, Brenda Abramowitz. Oh, she's so fat. When she looks at the microwave, she yells, hurry, hurry, you know, <laughs> but she associated with somebody instead of just saying somebody's yes. so fat yells, hurry, hurry yes. Yes. to the microwave. Right. So at least your mom had some type of comedic timing. So that's a good thing. Yeah, actually, right. yeah, actually, she did. Actually, she did. Tell us about Nir, the character you created at the Corona. It was um, during d- during the pandemic, I'm home and I wasn't doing shows and I really was never on top of my social media. So I'm home and we decided to do uh, uh, and I was doing Zoom shows, a lot of Zoom shows, which were it took a minute to figure them out. And then they became amazing. And I, I did some amazing, amazing Zoom shows for organizations in London, uh, South Africa, Australia, Jews all over. It was out of nowhere. I'm able to perform for them. And once you figure out how to do it right, it's very good. Um, So I had the studio set up and um, the the, the Yearly character, the, um, you know, the, uh, where is he? The Hasidic character. Yeah, right, right. The Hasidic character, he... um, he came up, I had all the levush, all the outfit, and, and the Hasidim were getting such a bad rap, you know, there was that, first of all, they weren't quarantining, because they couldn't, and then they, they weren't, there was that movie, the movie came out um, unorthodox, right, showing rape and bad sex, and just everything, anything horrible, they just showed, so I went on, and I just had fun, I made PSA, PSA, announcements, letting you know what to do, and then I did some movie reviews, and it was good, and then one day we were in my, my, my friend's house in Great Neck and I was wearing the hat and I was sitting in the ship and I complained about the hummus, like a real Israeli. <laughs> and my friend goes, that's the character. And so that was it. Near is like, near is your Israeli that came to America, made some money, and now he knows everything. Oh, he knows oh. there's nothing he doesn't know. It right. could be a Russian, it could be a Greek, it could be yes. an Italian. No it's anybody that came to this country, made $6, and now they're on wine, on cars, on food, on furniture, on houses, on stock market. There's nothing he doesn't know. And that's, the, uh, that's how the character came. That's a well, the character. Israelis, just to, to tell everybody, when the Israelis come to New York, in two minutes, they figure out everything. They know everything better than the Americans. They explain you all about America, and they know nothing. Right. And just it's like they create an, an, a, a reality of their own inside the American reality. And it's Absolutely. All, yeah. 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 So tell me, you have a, you have a podcast? Uh, so it's a- funny. You guys are very. So what's funny is t- today at um, today at three o'clock, I'm um, filming yeah. my first episode ah. of my podcast. Oh, wow. We have Mazel a producer, tov. we have the music, we have the studio, we have everything have all set up. We have a sponsor? Not yet. We, we're doing the first one. And then um, I'm sure there'll be plenty. They, I get requests I'm, all I'm the sure. time for the craziest sure. stuff. And um, we do. Uh, and so we're taping today my first one at three o'clock. I'm very it's called And Here's Modi. OK, that's the podcast. And um, how often you're going to do it? Well, we're starting today. We have 10 guests that are going to be l- lined up and we'll start to release them. And uh, oh, so I, I, wasn't, be- I, wasn't, I wasn't always a big fan of podcasts, but lately I was doing a lot of them and I w- they were going very well. But and, podcasts um, are very strong now. And I think yes. that uh, this is the next, the next thing, you know, that everybody would, would podcast everybody. Whether if you think about it, your husband, your late husband, he was ahead of that trend. Yes. His show. I, I don't know if, if I was on the show or I met with him regarding the show or he hired me for a show. I, I was in his office once. Yeah. You know, and it's the huge building that he owns. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's his building. The entrance, the this, the that. I remember very clearly Sharon brought me up there, a woman named right. Sharon. Yeah. Um, and we, I sat with him and we were ready to hear about whatever he had. And all he wanted to do was talk about his show. And he said, it's the number one cable show if you only in the demographics of, um, of New York and, uh, and 3.30 in that time slot and when, when the moon is over the sun and the, then I'm the number one. He had a way to fadre the, the numbers yes. to make it that he's the number one. True. He, he, in his head, he was the Bill, Bill O'Reilly of, uh, yes. of, of whatever he was. He was way ahead of the trend, way yes. ahead. And everybody wanted to come well, to in his head, it was bigger than anything with everybody, but it, but it was true. It and it was his passion. You can tell he didn't, he didn't want to talk about real estate. He didn't want to talk about that. He wanted right. to talk about his show and how important it is. And um, True. So you're very, going to cover different subjects, like different kind of uh, areas in your postcard? Of course. Um, more or less things that, are, again, it's bringing the observational humor into the... Uh, into the into the regular conversation through through people, so the first guest I have is my rabbi, who now people will learn through me. Of course, everything in funny. My my, my biggest complaint with podcasts, especially with comedians, they all of a sudden try to give you the their vision of the world and how things should be. Yeah, relax. You're a comedian. Make fun. Make jokes and bring right. laughter. Don't <clears throat> don't give us the political arena and what yeah. should be and what shouldn't no one cares you, 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 you're not a professor at the kennedy center you're a right. comedian that tells jokes at night so focus on that and don't tell us what the political and he's this and they should do that and the senate didn't i don't care it's just you know? another platform of performing and it's wonderful and it can reach everybody you know especially in the traffic they can sit in the car they can have fun and not get nervous that over the traffic i think it's great so i never got it. i never understood the whole podcast thing and um now and especially you know i drive i love my music i listen to music and i when i work out at the gym i listen to music if what i'm home it's, I, I i i can't imagine putting on a conversation of two people that i don't care either one of their opinion <laughs> you understand so why would i put that into my head but then I began to listen. You find the cadence that they have and there's people and it's obviously people are listening to it. They want that. That's in their head. As long a little as they bit. agree to go along with you and make fun with you and not uh, take it seriously. But it's also different yeah. from what they hear, which is so stressful, like on the news or the, the shows, you know, there is never not so much humor. You know, on the regular. No, the news is the news is the most toxic thing in the world. That's right. I, I don't allow it's that poison. in the house. It's poison. I don't allow that in the house. Oh wow! I don't we, listen to this. Either. And, and, I, when and we do, I'm addicted. No, that's it's a bad addiction, and you should lose it. It's a very bad addiction, addicted, and you should lose it. The news is so toxic. First of all, news and all. I watch television before I go to bed, oh. so I need to have something calm. I can't watch Fauda and then go to bed. You can't watch something like that. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you know how much fun that is to watch? And it's numb. Your brain's numb and you can go to bed. Right. To watch Fauda and they're shooting and they kidnapped him and the doors are slamming and the, I have surround sound. It's too much. The news is horrible. The, right. the news, I, I see the news. I see the news like, um, like a television series. Okay? Like a, so when the pandemic began... I turned the TV off completely, completely. I had, obviously I would listen to, I would see headlines on the, uh, in my computer or the phone. And, and if I had to, something I had to read, I would read it. But to have that on the, on the screen, not only that, it's so toxic. And then it's in your house and it's in your walls. Right. And, and so I'm just, so during the pandemic, we had no, I had no, um, no news. People will call me up. Oh my God, how's it going in New York? Are you okay? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm very well. I hope you are too. Goodbye. Did then there's, then there's, then there's parts of a TV. Then there's seasons I like to watch. The election was fun. Right. And you have Fox and you have CNN yes. and you see that. And that's the comedy. 
If yes. you flip back and forth yes. between those two, I do that's it. comedy. I do it all the time. True. And then I'll tell you one thing. After I do watch a season of something, like I'll watch the, the Insurrection was fun. That was a good season on the show. I watched that. But afterwards, I sage the house. I sage the house because all that energy is in the walls. Not only that, the commercials Yes. Do you have cancer? Does your does I does your bladder not work? I Where are you treating it. your hemorrhoids? Do you does this your uh, what's it called that always this um, psoriasis? How's your psoriasis? Yes. All of that is in your house. Do you know how toxic that is? These words, cancer, right. psoriasis, yeah. bladder problems. You can't have that in the house. You I have don't to watch the, the news. It's very bad. Right, but tell me something. So how could you contain in your observational talent, Trump? What do you mean contain? How could you, you know, it, it was four years, you know? Yeah. How? I didn't, I, I, it was four years. And it doesn't mean I have to watch the news. Right. The headline, it's Trump went to this and this and that. Okay. The news, if you think about it, it's, it's not the news. It's not the news. Back in the day, you see, you and I are a little bit older than the younger people. So the news to us used to be 10 o'clock or 11. You put the news on and it was news. Yes. They told you what right. happened today. Yeah, right. Donald Trump met with the prime minister of Yahoopitz. OK, so you you found out today. Yeah. He tweets, I'm meeting with the president of Yahoopitz now. Yes. You don't need them to tell you. Right. But so what does the news do? They put on three people and each one gives you their opinion. Now, their opinions in your house, right. making your energy and you're thinking he's an idiot. She's an idiot. Why would you listen to him? And now all of that energy is in your life. 20, what do 20, you need that seven. for? 24 7. 24 7. And they think horrible. But they think that they are the news and they basically create so much unnecessary noise it's it's disgusting. horrible stand up, stand, stand up comedy is actually um, a mission a mitzvah a hundred percent one hundred percent unbelievable it's yeah. it needed more than ever just because what you say because we are poisonous from all poisoned from all sides and then you come you, know, you talk about the flash did you did, did you hear him talking about the dental flash that they Religious Hasidic Putin, how do you call it? The Eruv. No, 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 no. You know, they put the Chut, a Chut Shabbat. Yeah, Kokom is the Eruv. Oh, I thought it's a flash, like dental flash. Dental flash? They use the dental It looks like a dental. It's a string that goes around the neighborhood. Right, right. And now it has an Eruv. Now there's a perimeter that you can carry. You know that Sipi and I have a friend that she wakes up in the morning, she sits in the bed and she's laughing. She pushes herself to laugh. Yes. Till she it just happens naturally. And that's how she starts the day. And it, you know, it brings all her energy, all her organs to love, to life. And that's how she starts the day. Yeah, with laughing. Is, yeah. And this is a great medicine. It's a great the best. Medicine. Yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, chemically, chemically, if you if you when they examine the brain, right. the adrenaline and all that stuff, it's super yeah. important. We had a friend, Zion, he was a Polish psychologist. He was very famous and he was the first one who came up with a study about what's laughing doing to your brain. Right. It was like 40 years ago, maybe not, not, yeah. not so many years ago. But anyway, um, you should be very proud of yourself, your life. He is. I'm not of a proud is the word. I'm uh, I'm 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 in appreciation and gratitude that this is where my, my life went and this is what I do, and there's success in it and I can bond with people on levels that other people can't. And um, yeah, but you know what? Uh, I wonder. Maybe we need another program with you. It would be more serious in a way because how much more serious was this? This is very I serious. This is very serious. Yeah, but you know, this is but very serious. We yeah. need we need for somebody like you, if you don't mind, to take the task to give us tools like two Israelis like us. We are, you know, let me finish. We are absolutely uh, terrible Israelis in terms of our commitment to the country. First of all, we're not terrible, and then we are so Israelis. Like no. we are. No. Talk for yourself. No. I went through a socialization. 
I mean, you cannot imagine, I cannot be anywhere else, actually. I'm also only breathing here. But then I see, look around, and what I see, it's hard to laugh what happens. It, because you're watching the news all day long, so that's why it's hard for you to right. laugh. We're not terrible. Stop watching the news. And CP likes to give everybody's homework all the time. She gives jobs to everybody instead of just taking care of herself. But anyway, Modi, we don't want to hold your but time. But anyway, too I just threw you a glove. You give you you have to give me tools to be able to laugh at what I see. Not it's not laughing actually. You don't, you don't laugh. It's you. It's really what you call it observational. Are you saying observational humor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should all, all we want it. from you is to keep making us laugh. And good luck with the podcast. And thank right? you for coming. Wait. And we'll talk to you. My pleasure. I'm so happy to do it. And uh, you guys are amazing too. And I, I did an organize. I did a show for uh, for for uh, for Tzili for. I thought, what was that? It was the most Kishorit. amazing thing. The videos and uh, yeah. for this these. This was Kishorit. It's a place. Kishorit. 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 And uh, Kishorit. Yeah. And, uh, Kishorit, okay. And they said, one year we want to laugh, not to cry. And Modi came Wonderful. to... Wonderful. Yeah. So we, was, uh, we have not only was, to thank yeah. him, but also to the people who came to listen to us every week. We thank everybody. everybody See you came. next week. Modi? So um, I have a tour coming up, and information is uh, mostly on my Instagram, and that's Modi underscore live on Instagram. ModiLive.com is my website. Sign up for the, the newsletter. You'll find out uh, advanced sales for tickets. Uh, the first tour is coming around. It's going to be in Chicago, Florida, wow. um, Chicago, Atlanta, Florida, and there's going to be one in Long Island. There's a bunch of dates coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll see you all there. And uh, thank you all very, very and much. Listen to the podcast. Good luck. And the podcast. Well, yeah, the and and here's Modi. Is, uh, yeah. will also be uh, on here's Instagram Modi and on... Uh, yep. right. And we are a cheerleaders. Okay. <laughs> Yofi. Bye, Modi. Bye. 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 Bye.